Thank you for joining us for this week's sermon podcast from the First United Methodist Church of Parable. We are witnesses. This is our next sermon series that we begin today. Today we're asking the question, who are you, Lord? Who are you, Lord? The Sea of Galilee looks like a very big lake. You can stand on one side of the shore and, from, and almost see all the way around, all the way around the lake. The water can be anywhere between 55 degrees and 85 degrees, depending on what time of year you go. And it's surrounded by beautiful, beautiful mountains. It's a really beautiful place. We were visiting a Franciscan church on the northwest shore of the Sea of Galilee, and this church marks the possible place where Jesus appeared to the disciples, had breakfast with them, a place where Jesus pulled Peter aside and said, do you love me? A place where Jesus told Peter to feed his sheep. Now, when you go to Israel, you're going to hear a common theme, a common theme. This is either the place that it happened or you are closer than you have ever been to the place that it happened. And this was the case. So we were here in this place, and, and we had these things called whisperers in our ear. These whisperers were this one earpiece that we wore, and it was connected to our tour guide's microphone. And sometimes the tour guide forgot to turn his microphone off. And because of that, there were some funny moments sometimes where there were some conversations going on and then somebody would go, uh, Mir, is your microphone still on? And then there were funny moments, but yet there were still some profound moments as well. And we had one of, one of those here at the seashore at the Sea of Galilee. We were making our way down the beach and Amir, our guide, had left his mic on and he was talking to someone while we were walking and he said this, so you know where we are, right? This is where Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? And this is where Peter said, yes, Jesus, I love you. And Jesus did this three times. And then Jesus tells Peter, Peter, feed my sheep. And Amir said, isn't that interesting that, that Jesus would ask Peter this? Peter, feed my sheep. And he asked him this three times. He said, do you love me three times? And Amir said, isn't that the same amount of times that Peter denied Jesus? Amir said, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. That Jesus would give Peter the opportunity, not once, not twice, but three times. The same amount of times that he had denied Jesus, that he had hurt Jesus, to ask for forgiveness. Amir went on to say, when I come to this location, I think, who is it? That I need to forgive today? Who is it that I need to ask for forgiveness from? I stopped walking to process this conversation that I just heard. I thought it was a conversation between one or two people, but it wasn't. It was a conversation between one and two people with a mic on, so 28 other people heard this conversation. And so that afternoon, for about 30 minutes, we sat on the shoreline contemplating what Amir had said, thinking about Jesus' conversation with Peter, the amount of forgiveness that Jesus gives, and then Jesus telling Peter, go and witness. 
And so this is kind of how my brain works. When um, something's going on, I have a little bit of ADD. And so we're having this wonderful moment. And about 25 minutes into the 30 minutes in, I start looking around. And there's a little uh, bit of charcoal on on the side of the lake. And I thought, oh, I remember Jesus made breakfast. And then I started thinking about fish for breakfast and how kind of interesting that is. And I remember um, thinking back to my college years. There were two things that tasted better the next morning after a night marinating in the refrigerator for breakfast. Pizza and fried fish. Yeah, I see some of the looks. Yeah, fried fish. My roommates would have agreed with you. Fried fish for breakfast. So I started thinking about this. Isn't it interesting how they had fish for breakfast? And this is how this came about. It was Simon Peter. He said, I want to go fishing. And he tells some of his friends. And they go out and they fish all night and catch absolutely nothing. I've been there. It's not fun. But the next morning, Jesus is on the shoreline. And he yells out, hey guys, y'all have any luck? And they say, no, no luck. And Jesus says, cast your nets over there and see what you get. And they did, and and due to the amount of fish that was in the net, they couldn't pull the net to the boat. And this story takes place after Easter. For Christ has risen from the dead and appears to the disciples in Jerusalem, first to Mary Magdalene, and then to the disciples as they hid behind locked doors, and then to Thomas, the one who doubted. And Jesus said, here, touch the nail scars in my hand. And now here we are sometimes later, Jesus calls out to the disciples from the shoreline, and they don't recognize who it is. They don't recognize that it's Jesus, at least at first. It was after they had caught all the fish that the beloved disciple said, it's the Lord. It's the Lord. And Simon Peter, hearing the beloved disciple say, it's the Lord, puts on his outer garment and jumps into the sea and heads out to the shoreline to meet Jesus. Now, What does one usually do before they jump into the water to go for a swim? You take off the extra clothes, right? Clothes absorb water. It clothes weigh you down. But Simon Peter puts on his clothes before jumping into the sea and heads towards the shoreline. And it's not a quick swim. So they're about 100 yards out. And that would be like going down to Paragould Community Center and doing four laps in the pool fully clothed. Can you imagine doing that? But when Simon Peter hears that Jesus is on the shoreline, he's filled with every emotion. He wants to be with Jesus, and he wants to be respectful when he comes to Jesus. So he puts on all the clothes that he has, and he doesn't wait for them to go to shore. He jumps in, and he swims to shore because he wants to be next to Jesus. His work consumed him, Saul. His work was finding Jews who belonged to this group called the Way, or those who were disciples of Jesus. Saul was a bounty hunter of the day. He went out to find the disciples of Jesus, to bind them, and to bring them back to Jerusalem for religious inquisitions. Saul was on the way to Damascus when a light flashed from heaven and he hit the ground. Have you ever been near a tree or anything that was struck by lightning? It will make you jump out of your boots. And I imagine this being kind of like that, but even more so. So loud, so bright that Saul hits the ground and Saul hears this voice, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And what was Saul's response? Who are you, Lord? 
Who are you, Lord? Saul was a devout Jew, very familiar with the ancient Hebrew text, and he understood that he was in the presence of something greater than himself. And that's why he asked, Who are you, Lord? Lord being something more significant than Saul. Lord being something that is greater than Saul. And then he asked the question, Who are you? A question seeking identity. And the reply is, I am Jesus. I am Jesus. At first, Saul was on a mission. Saul knew what his destination was. He was determined to finish the job. And then Saul had an encounter with Jesus, and he was stopped in his tracks. And he was blinded, and he had to be led by hand back to the city. He had to be cared for by others. He had to be humbled. And over time, Saul was given a new purpose. Over time, Saul began to follow Jesus. The season of Easter is when we consider what it means to walk with Jesus. What it means to walk with Jesus into eternity. And when I say eternity, I'm not just speaking of the life after. I'm talking about eternity reflecting here and now and the days to come. Eternity starting right now for all time, bearing a witness to the life and the kingdom that exists in Jesus Christ. Kingdom is an interesting word. Kingdom of God, a a, a theologian, Georgine Wilson, kind of played with this word. Kingdom being like kinship, being like family, being like the family that God creates. Kingdom is God's movement within a community. God creating family. After encountering the risen Christ, both Peter and Saul, both Peter and Saul, became significant players in God's movement within their communities. Peter was the rock in which Christ built the church, and Saul was the missionary who took the good news of Jesus Christ throughout the known world. Both encountered Jesus in different ways. Both became witnesses to the faith through their unique experiences. Their stories are stories of call, a call to faith, a call to living into their faith. Saul was headed for one direction, and Saul needed to hear directly from Jesus, stop, pause, hang on a minute. we got to go a different direction. Peter, Peter heard, hey, it's Jesus, and didn't hesitate, made his way to Christ. Who are you, Lord? It's the question that Saul asked, and it's a question that we need to ask. Who are you, Lord? Do we know the Lord we seek to follow? Do we know the one whose name that we hold as Christians? I'm a Christian. I follow Christ. Do we know our calling in this life of faith? We should ask this question, not once, not twice, but day after day, moment after moment. Who are you, Lord? Reveal yourself. And we should listen for the response. In listening for the response, the answer might be experienced in different ways, perhaps like Simon Peter, through another's voice, a voice that comes quick and we have this aha moment and we don't hesitate, we know which way we need to go and head towards Christ and our call. Perhaps our answer might come to us like Saul, a moment where God stops us in our tracks and we need to pause, take time, reflect, And hear clearly what God is calling us to do. 
And perhaps we need someone to guide us along the way that we might hear the call, that we might be witnesses. As we ask this question, who are you, Lord? As we seek to hear God's call in our life, we grow in our understanding of faith and participation in the life and the family that God is creating in our community. And we become witnesses. We become witnesses. Our words and our action witness to how we encounter the risen Savior. Our words and our action comes from whom we understand Christ to be. Our witness speaks to how we follow Christ's teachings. Friends, we each have a unique story. We each have a unique experience of God's love. And like Saul and like Peter, we are called to be witnesses. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about First United Methodist Church by going to our website at www.fumcparagold.org. May God bless you this week.